live again here to talk about uh, the fall of care and blood and have some fun. I do have an intro for you guys tonight, believe it or not. I'm trying to get back on track with this shit. But I'm going to drop this and then we're going to get talking about this movie and having this nice interview. There goes nothing. I'm just out here. We're at the park, you know, looking at some water, looking at these trees and everything. The sky, look at that beautiful blue sky. Nothing but blue sky. What the fuck was that noise? Hang on, let me just. Is that. Oh shit. Oh shit. Guys, I don't think I should stick around for this. Um, but I'll tell you guys this what you should stick around for is the review and interview of the fall of Camp Blood. Welcome to the madness. Welcome to the madness. The fall of Camp Blood. <laughs> what a what a fun time this movie was for me, by the way. I just finished it maybe about half hour ago, more or less 40 minutes maybe. But same. Great job. <laughs> Great freaking job. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was worried. You know, you're coming off of two bigger ones. I was like, oh, man, my slide underneath the radar there. <laughs> no, but we've we've had we've had some uh, we have, we had some tough ones, too, too though. Not terrible. Nothing was terrible. But we had some tough ones, too. But yeah, no, you, guys, you, guys, you guys did a really good job with this movie. Thank you. You guys did a really good job with this movie. And is this your first time directing, too? The first time doing a feature, yeah. Um, I've been making, I don't know, shorts and whatnot since I was like 10, it feels like. Yeah, so a long time. But uh, yeah, first real feature. And it was while I was still in college we started. So it was a lot. Uh, by the end of it, I don't know. It felt like a 10-year process. <laughs> now, did you grow up a Friday the 13th fan? or? Yeah, since like, I don't know. I've been a horror fan since I was probably two or three years old. Awesome. Not like specific on what actually got me into it, but my earliest memory of watching a horror film is watching Part Seven. So, yeah, it's, it's been a been a long nice. time. That's that's phenomenal. That's the best one, by the way. But that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's yeah. You have some weird opinions. I've What's heard some name? opinions. That's that's one of the weird ones you got. I I, I do. I'm all over. <laughs> I'm all over. The, I'm a unique. I'm a unique young man. You know, got to be different. <laughs> I do like part seven. And I think it gets over oh, yeah. hit, overly hated for sure. But the best, uh, I don't know. The best. I'll say my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not the best. I know four is like that one, but I'd almost put three ahead of four. The big reason is because that's when the mask comes into play, and yeah. it's not bad at all. Yeah, I could get that three. Uh, I understand two even people get liking that one more, and six. I know that's also a fan favorite. So, I even understand the original. I mean, it's a great Mother's Day film. Like, it's a great film to watch on Mother's Day. I would say. I mean, yeah, yeah. Other than the fact that you don't know it's a mother until you know the last like ten minutes, but <laughs> I mean, going in knowing it now. <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I wish I could go back and watch that movie without knowing what was happening and see if I would enjoy it more or less now. Just. Because the mystery of that movie is what makes it so much fun. And I, I'm not so sure the re reveal would hold up the way that we know it does. Because mm. she's not a suspect, you know? She's yeah. kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Ben Willis in I Know What You Last Summer. It's like, where where were you? I didn't see you the whole movie. That's not a suspect. So, 
Yeah, yeah. That's true. See, I'm a Jason X fan. I don't know. I know that's divided, but the Uber Jason, I think, is one of the best costumes. Yeah, I mean, I had that. He's just fucking brutal in that movie. You know what I mean? It's just absolutely over the top the entire time. If I get that to pan up just a little bit, just a little, just a little. I see it up oh, top. Yeah. Oh, can, awesome. can you zoom on him a little bit, maybe? That is freaking awesome. Yeah. That's, that's All those dope. back there. <laughs> yeah. I like Jason X. I always have. Um, but I, I also I understand that it's not a very good movie. So, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. The kills, are, the, kills, the kills are phenomenal. The kills are unique. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> the kills are some of the best of the franchise. Uh, I think the liquid nitrogen kill is probably... Yep. Still, I mean, yeah, arguably the best in the entire franchise. Uh, and Jay, it's still Kane doing what Kane does best. So, yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, he was the best Jason in my opinion. And yeah. he played in four four films. He was the only one that played Jason in more than one film. Which, looking back at that, I think that's kind of cool with the, with that with that franchise and then having all these different fan films, I think it, in a, in a weird way, it kind of still carries on that same legacy of, you know, each, right. well, each fan film has a different person playing Jason for the most part, I should say, but I think it's dope. Yeah. The, the fan films have been really special. Uh, I know there's watch the whole series. You do. Yeah. Daily. Just, you, just, you, and the reason why I say you do is because I, like, I, well, no, I'm not only that, but like with these fan films, how the, how the ones that pay homage or pull something from the stories. Not I don't mean the whole Jason part. But I mean like pull something from the story to tie in the story with the story. Like with Roseblood, hmm. you'll yeah. Like, watch those, and then you'll, you'll pick up on it even more. So depending on how your fandom of credit, yeah, it's a it's really cool to see fans just do whatever the hell they want. Like there's so many things. Roseblood's a good example of like. A studio would look away from that so fast because it's so yeah. different. They would never want to jump into something that unique or that big of a risk. But with fan films, you can. And to get to a point where it feels like a legitimate movie uh, with you know, an actual budget, that's what just fans are capable of now. Yeah, hell yeah. And that's what Fall of Campbell felt like. It felt like a pickup from part four, and it didn't skip a beat with the, with the, with the way it was filmed. I mean, it was to me – couldn't tell it was a fan film, and that's what you want in a fan film is that you can't tell it's a fan film. Agree. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that that means a lot because uh, we agreed. We knew agreed. we were lighting was done really. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, no, we we knew we were working with like a whole lot less money and a lot less experienced crew than a lot of uh, other fan films. So I I know we caught the cheese. That's what Peter would say too. Peter, wow, look at you. Huh? Hey, I, I just wanted to jump. I'm in a I'm in a restaurant in the middle of Seattle, and I, oh, yeah. I I saw that that Brent couldn't make it, so I felt bad. So I just wanted to jump in. It's probably loud as hell. It's probably ruining your whole thing. No, right? you're great. You're great. Oh, everyone's looking perfect. at me. Everyone's looking at me weird, but I just wanted to hop in and, and say thanks so much. If if you guys are still on when I get done eating, I'll, I'll hop back on again. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Appreciate you hopping Brent, in though. Greatly coming in. And again, again, this holds up every time Spanish people are on here. One of them's either getting ready to eat or eating every single damn time. I like eating. I'm ask Riley. I like to eat. Yeah, that's true. And he's cooking. Yeah, I'll jump back on later. Thanks again, guys. Yes, yes, appreciate you, man. I see.
Cobb on this one too, by the way. You're acting. I was actually like impressed. Yes. Yes. Hopefully he heard. He'll catch he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. He doesn't need anybody. Yeah, he knows. Himself. Very well. Very well. Too. <laughs> but seriously though, this was this was a good one. This was and the title, like the title, I was like the fall of Camp Blood. And in the way it ended, I'm like, okay. Normally that would piss me off the way it ended, but <laughs> because of the title, I gotta like it. I gotta enjoy it. I gotta love it, honestly. Cause I'm usually rooting for that guy. Yeah, we knew. There you go. Welcome back, Brent. Yeah, Brent. Yeah. Yeah. How's the connection? Is this, is this it seems better right now? Is it better? Yeah, so far. Sound fine. Okay, okay. How's it going? Let's do this then. <laughs> Sorry about that. Appreciate you jumping in and if you don't mind following Horror with Surf Sturdy on Twitch, that'd be awesome. You don't have to. I'll give you a follow back, though, man. <laughs> and up, check out this fan film. Link is in the description. The Fall of Camp Blood, if you're into horror movies, it's dope. And for those of you watching that haven't seen it, go check it out. It's this one was really, I, I, like I said, I had a great time. I think that a lot of things that are very visual for me that they do a lot of things right with this one. I, I enjoyed it. Same. My rating will speak for how much I love this movie, so I can't wait to show you guys my rating. Ooh. <laughs> oh gosh. You want to? You guys want to dive into that now? And <laughs> and if um, Brent and Riley, if you don't mind giving your ratings for these films, your honest ratings for this fan film, that'd be that'd be dope because you guys actually had a a bigger part in this movie than we did. <laughs> it might might be a little biased. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You can give it yeah. a chance if you want. <laughs> You can give it a 10 if you want. Actually, I've never really thought about what I would give it. Well, now's your time. Yeah, AJ <laughs> made it for me. Dadpool. Yep. I'll show you. This gentleman right here is the thumbnail guy. He's the guy. He's the man to go to. He makes some dope stuff. He's the that guy. He's the title guy. He's, he's everything. He's dope. But uh, yeah, let's dive into these and shit. I might as well pull you back up. Oh, okay. So here's my rating. I put a lot of effort into this rating. So I gave it nine and a half hockey masks. Nice. And yeah. I'll explain later why I took off a half a point, but no biggie, but nine and a half. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, damn. That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I'll give this one a nine, man. Feel like it's up there with the vengeance and whatnot, man. I I sitting here like, oh shit, oh shit. Like lighting's on point, the vibe is on point, the music. Okay, look at it, kill. Oh, okay, Jason, I'll say you about. <laughs> this is my turn. Okay, you can take me off the screen. I'm done. <laughs> Then give me a minute, man. I gotta put these writings down because there's so many of us on here. You know I'm gonna forget. <laughs> Anyways, I gave this one an eight. This one was dope, though. This one was dope. So I get like these. Both these gentlemen just well, I'm not gonna call them that. Both these assholes just said <laughs> it was just a great film. It was a fun film. It it gave you what you wanted and it gave you what you didn't know you wanted, especially with the title. And I don't even. I I'm I'm myself. Personally, will not. 
I'm gonna spoil part of this to this movie, but I will not spoil the way the movie ended just because I want you guys to really go out and check it out without knowing the ending if you have not seen it. The rest of the stuff, which favorite line of the movie, Jason's coming. <laughs> the tent. <laughs> And he cuts the tent open. Bitch, get the fuck off me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like, <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, I bet you that's. Yeah, my wife was like, Did he just say, Bitch, get the fuck off me? I was like, Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> shit was so damn funny. Yes, he did. Because it's like, if it's just somebody you're just messing around with, like a one night stand, what, what are you going to say in that situation? Shit. It's not going <laughs> to that much, but you'll move. <laughs> it was your idea to come out here anyway. Shit. To and, tell you a, a funny story about that scene, we um, I I did. You let him go first. Getting too delayed. I, <laughs> I think they're both getting delayed. I was, I was gonna say I I love the 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 whole uh, hot lamp when the blood splatters on it and it starts to mm. boil the blood. That was dope. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was a that was a fluke. Yeah, we did, had no idea that was gonna happen. Hey man, <laughs> I'm glad you guys kept that shit in the movie. That was. Beautiful. That was not yeah. a fluke. That was that was talent. That was Two beautiful. seconds later, you'll hear us yell, "It's boiling!" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That was all. That was awesome. It worked. It worked. That uh, that scene was shot uh, as kind of a filler because we didn't get to do the destiny we wanted to do for Levante and Callie. Yeah. So the the actual couple in the tent, it's me and my wife. So that's me in there. It's my little cameo, and then we <laughs> did. Uh, ADR later with Levante and that him screaming the bitch get the fuck off me that was like just I said I was like dude just act like you're trying to get out of the tent like do what you what yell what you would yell he did that's exactly what Levante would do you see this no. I, with Levante <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna pull myself on screen for this because you Chris you know where I'm going with this do I <sighs> Levante listen you had the black line with the bitch get the fuck off me. But you did the unblack thing where you went into the damn woods by the damn water at night. You know better than that. We're always first, man. You should have, at the very least, you're hanging out there, stay in a group, or just say, you know what? My PO's called me. I got to go home. And just go home. That's it. So my ankle braces. You had fiber, and I got to get back. And this, this, this right here, gentlemen, is why people say pussy makes you do some stupid shit. Because it does. Like, oh, you want to have sex in the woods? There's a killer out there. Well, I know it's a bad idea. Well, but you guys got to remember, too, that it took place right in the middle of the 80s. So that was before the whole click and the whole cliche of everything. <laughs> That's true. It was, like, right around that. That's when it really started, though, with the 80s, the 80s slash. Oh, I, I think I'm seconds behind, so this is a little weird on my part. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Oh, you know what? I would say it was worse originally. Originally, we had him skinny dipping. Uh, it just didn't work out. So, uh, Peter, welcome back, man. How was your food? I didn't eat it yet, man. I'm oh. waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 you, you came on here. You got to tell us what you ordered. The hungry yeah. You see the title? Oh, yes. Hungry Cuban in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a movie title. What did you order? What? What did you What did you end up ordering? Uh, ahi tuna as a sampler, uh, a huge chicken with puree, mashed potatoes as a meal, and then a salad with chicken after that. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm dieting, but I have to eat one good meal. I, I haven't eaten all day. All I do is drink since 2.30 in the morning. Damn. Yeah, you should probably eat something. Yeah. 
You should probably eat something, man. But this, did you, oh, you want to tell him what you were saying earlier, where's Dan? When he was leaving? What happened? Oh, I was, uh, what I said was, hey, man, I was impressed with the acting, with, with your your, your uh, character portrayal in this. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate Kudos to Riley and Nick for writing it. Um, like I always say, it's easy for me to try to play a, a, an asshole. So uh, he's kind of a badass slash asshole, like a stone cold kind of guy. So it was a, uh, it was pretty easy. But thanks, man. People, people seem to like that out of all my performances. I was like, holy best, fuck, so he was that. huge. Look at him. Oh no, I was, I was a fat mess then. I'm a way better. Chick nah, now. I definitely. Have yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I thought <clears> Riley <throat> and and his fiance were pretty good in the beginning too. We fill the gaps we have to fill. <laughs> I'm wrong with that. I'm wrong with that. Yeah. Get on in there. <laughs> you might as well be in the movie. Like shit, if I'm directing something, being in some one way or another. It, it wasn't because I wanted to be. It was the the couple that we had playing those roles. They kind of just fell through at the last second. I was like, fine, I'll do it myself. <sighs> why would you? Come on, people. Why would you fall <laughs> out of being in a Friday the Thirteenth in a horror film in general? Doesn't make sense unless it's something an emergency. Other than that, it doesn't make sense. Dude, you, you want me to tell you something? For laugh, I tried to give this Russian prisoner part to a guy that people are vying for. I tried to give it to him free. He didn't want it. I tried to give this girl part, which is probably the most beautiful part of the whole movie, this whole play that we have this lighted stage on and everything to a girl for a free part. For It's one of the major parts of the movie. She won't do it. And these are people that every day post, I want to be, I want to make it, I want to be a great actor, I want to be something big. And this is going to be the biggest thing any of us have ever done. And they're just like, oh, I don't want to drive, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that. It just blows my mind. So that's just, that's, I don't get it. That's, I don't, they basically say, I don't want an opportunity. That's okay. it. So I don't, I don't want to hear you complain after. You know what I'm saying? I don't want an opportunity. It's like, why? Shit. Right. Take the risk. See what happens. That's it. Yeah, I'm here to shoot for two days of one movie. The other six days, I'm going to be on the set for Cody, Newton, and Jason, and Sean's 259. And what I'm going to do is learn behind the camera and hold the mic and hold the boom and start to learn more and more and more. But it's an opportunity that I'm going to take advantage of. You know? That right there is very, very important. What you just said, people who are watching that want to be content creators in general, you need to learn. You got to learn. See, it. See how you can get better in any type of craft you want to do. You want to be an actor or actress? You should learn everything on set. Yeah. And, wow. and, and Riley, I'm sure you could talk to this. I mean, you being on Rosebud, I'm sure you learned a lot working with Cody and, and Ryan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, one big things about sets like that is you learn how to work with a team. You yeah. go so long as an independent creator where you're just kind of doing every job yourself. Uh, learning how to work with a team like that was really crucial on, on something like Rosebud because you can't do it all by yourself anymore. No. No, you no. can't. You can't. And you shouldn't. I mean, it's cool. It's good to have a team. It makes things a little easier. When you have, all right, let me scratch that. Let me rephrase that. When you have a good team, it makes things a little easier because you can have a team and everybody's just kind of, you do everything, but we're a team. Like, nah, forget it. I'll just do it by myself. But when you have a good team, it makes things so much easier and so much smoother with shit because, God damn, there, I can only imagine on film side. There's not one person on, at least when I'm speaking for me, on Rose, but I'm sure Riley can talk about this too. Uh, there wasn't one person that was doing their job that wasn't 10 times better at their job than I could have done. And I even like to think I can outwork everyone, but Brent Edgett outworked me. <laughs> right, Riley? <laughs> so yeah. everybody, everybody did it. 
that's I, that's good though in a way because you know how hard you bust your ass and you're like they're working even harder than I am or just as hard as I am. They they're fucking they're doing amazing. You know what I mean? They're they're doing their thing. They're trying. Right, Riley, did you talk about Fall of Camp Blood? Sorry, because I might have missed it. About Sean saving the day with the camera. Now we've we've only like kind of just touched on a couple things so far. Okay, I, I don't know where I just want to have you get to that if you can at some point. Actually, really quick because I know Riley and Brent. And I'm going to throw Peter in this one. You guys aren't getting out of this. I need your guys' ratings for this film. <laughs> what would I rate it? Yeah. Fall of Camp Blood? Yes, sir. As an, ind- as an indie fan film? Yeah, as a fan film. I'm pretty critical. But um, I honestly think... I-, I-, I told Riley this. It has a way better campy feel than Rosebud. I think Rosebud has better acting. Um, but, man... You feel like you're in the, in that time. I, I give it a, a seven point five, nice. and that's crucial for me because I probably give Rosebud an eight. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Brent? Uh, well, okay. Based on the fact that a lot of the kills were off screen, not necessarily our fault. We just that's couldn't good. get around to uh, you know redoing them. But uh, I mean, if it was if it was up to me, because Riley did, he wanted me to like handle all these kills when I came on, and I really wanted to do it. But if it was up to me, we would have only had like a one kill off screen at the beginning with the credits. But then everything else, like we wanted to try showing. But I mean, based on that alone, I mean, the music for the old Friday the Thirteenth was there, the feel of the eighties, um, and it was just it was just a there was a lot going on. There was a lot of story there, rather than it just being. Oh, no. oh, I say I, I want to give it an eight, and that's probably a little biased too, because this was a this movie was a dream come true for me, definitely. That's awesome. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And how about you, Riley? Well, so I'll be the one to uh, to pull down the scores, make it. Uh, well, I'll fix the averages out a little bit. <laughs> um, I well, I tell you, at this point, I absolutely hate watching it. I've seen it, seen it literally thousands of times editing it. Uh, but there's so many little things that because we have three years of film experience across the board um, from like when we started to when we finished. Mm-hmm. So there's some scenes that I just I cannot stand. And there's some stuff I'm like, yeah, we, we got it there. Like that was it. That was a great scene. Uh, I'd give it a solid six. I'll give it a six. Uh, and that's just because I hate watching myself. And okay. anything I do. So. <laughs> My next what? question for you then is, what would you? If, if you could do it all over today. What would you change with this one? Well, the number one thing is we definitely would want to sell with the kills. You know, have Brent from the very get go. Have uh, have Brent just get to do what he wants to do and go crazy with the kills. Uh, well, then not to, not to mention just we'd be able to put the budget in better places where we wouldn't overthink things like there were some times where we like we'd waste so much money trying to hit a certain location or, or try to do a certain thing and end up not working out now that you kind of like hindsight's 2020 we can eliminate those things uh and i would definitely want to have at least a little bit bigger of a team we were, we were just a little too shorthanded uh sometimes sometimes it's our fault sometimes it wasn't but yeah it would be nice to get a full team in there it's like truly devoted wants to be there because uh, there were some nights where you only had like three crew members, and that's it's tough on something like this. Yeah, I can only imagine. 
Um, I, I, can I answer that question too? Oh, sure, of course. <laughs> Obviously, as an actor, I've gone over this with Riley. Uh, I'm sure Brent has a scene he doesn't like either. Um, there's like a couple scenes in there where I'm like, oh, I overdid it there. I'm stupid. I should have done this better. And then secondly, I'm 200 oh, yeah, yeah. fucking 90 pounds when I'm digging that grave, <laughs> looking like a beached whale. I wish I was in better shape. <laughs> that, was, that was three months after I had my shoulder done. I couldn't lift. I was just sitting around getting fat. Um, but but uh, let me wrap all that up to Riley was what, 22 when you first started shooting at? Uh, 20, 21 originally. 21 yeah. to 22 and i'm not I, i'm not a kiss-ass person i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pessimist i'm not an optimist at all he, he could tell you that brent could tell you that but i i wrote rosewood at 45 years old this guy wrote this at 21 years old and put this all together and shot it from 21 to 22 to 23 to 24 years old is absolutely incredible i could not have done that at that age i was in parties and clubs in new york I could never have done that. So for him to pull all that together and everyone is, is honestly amazing. So great job for him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And how about you, Brent? What would you change if you could change anything? I know I know the on-screen kills, but is there anything else? Be well, I mean, if, uh, yeah, be there day one, definitely. <laughs> um, they they found me as a cosplayer in Chicago. But, uh, you know, I, I was a Jason cosplayer. I'm a huge Friday 13th fan. I've been ever since I was a little kid. And, uh, yeah, to just have been in there, to have been part of uh, script planning, because it was more or less such a crazy opportunity for me that I just went in there. I, I didn't. I didn't want to make any shifts or waves. I was just so happy to be there that I was just like, just tell me what you want. And then it took a couple of goes to where I was like, hey, maybe can I put my foot in and try to do something with this? And, uh, you know, and they eventually said yes, and we got to do a lot more. And, like, I, I'm happiest with the scenes that we filmed towards the end, which is basically the beginning of the movie. But, uh, yeah, I really wish I could have been there from day one. But otherwise, I, I, I just like how it all turned out. Not having been there the whole movie and getting to see it all together, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. But the only, the only, I love Peter the Anthony in the movie. I wanted to see the. <laughs> Sorry, there's a delay. The, the only, the only, the only part that bothers me, Brent and Riley, is the kill when there's no gloves on them. That's the only one that when I see it, I'm like, oh man, I wish that we had the gloves on them there. That's why I took a half a point off. I actually noted that. Yeah, right. It's the it's the girl with the guitar, and you can. It's just yes. Hands. Well, that's it's yeah. not yeah. just that yeah. scene either. It's when Bailey gets Oops. killed too. Yeah, yeah. right. On then. But the there's like dark. no no weathering on his hands at all yep. in yep. the guitar. Kill. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna redo. Man, we had a whole plan for redoing that scene. It was way better, and it was gonna be on the Blu-ray after like the full release. But we couldn't get the actress to come back. We couldn't get Carly to come back. It just did timing didn't line up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, independent filmmaking in the midwest for you yeah it was gonna go from being the worst kill in the movie to the best kill in the movie like just like that <laughs> uh, we were excited for it it just didn't work out i, I honestly think if you're asking me out of fan films i i know that everybody wishes there was more on-screen kills i honestly think and i'm not saying it being biased the blood hitting the lantern and catching on fire is the best off-screen kill in fan film history Right? It was funny, cool, we and just, awesome all at once. We were just talking about that a few minutes yeah. ago. Marita, they were talking yeah, about before you hopped on. how it was an accident. I was like, well, yeah. that was a dope-ass accident. Shit. That was a happy accident. Like, probably some of us that are here now. It works out real good. <laughs> and, then, and then Levante's line is just classic. 
makes it perfect. Yes, yeah, that was my favorite line in the movie. Bitch, get the fuck me. They told me he freestyled that one. I thought Peter wrote it down for it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have probably said the same thing. Yep. But threw yeah. her like 50,000 feet in the air, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that scene was so damn funny. And it was per- it just made sense with the like the, the way his character was throughout that whole movie. It just made sense. I didn't say yeah. That. Yeah, it was kind of, if you if you look at that scene when he's playing um, beer pong with her, mm-hmm. look at the back. What did you just say to me? <laughs> if you if you look at the back refrigerator when he's playing beer pong, there's vengeance magnets on the refrigerator. Oh nice. shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. That's there are Easter eggs everywhere. I mean, yeah, lines that are being said, uh, things in the background. It's everywhere. The license the plate, and, license plate in the car. The license plate. Can't no be both. Yeah, I, I caught that. Nice. Yeah, the poke in the ribs. That's from Jason X. Yep. When he says, when I say it's going to take more than that, keep me down. That's from Jason X. I haven't seen that one in so long. It's been a few years. And then the uh, the big decapitation. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Nope. I'm not saying anything. No spoilers. <laughs> oh, good. He was trying to keep spoilers away from the end. No, we spoil it, bro. We spoil it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brent, Brent, great point. The end, the end scene is a huge homage to part one. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The music and all. And then that I was telling them, I was like, that that's what made me the title of if if this movie was titled different, the ending would have pissed me off. And, yeah, and we knew right. that. We knew yeah. that. Like we knew it was a risk that so some people weren't gonna be able to buy into it. Um so we were like expecting the hate reviews from the get-go <laughs> if somebody hated the ending. But I, I'm actually surprised how very few people have said mean things about it. But, yeah, they went with it, which is great. Um, yeah, that, that, like I was, I feel like it's the the title. The title is what because it's the fall of Camp Blood. The fall, just saying the fall part of it is what they're like. Okay, so I can live with that. If it was just like Friday the Thirteenth fan film, Man in Lake, and then this happens, I would have been pissed off. <laughs> I'm, being <laughs> <honest. laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the ending was also like a homage to like Freddy versus Jason as well, where where you throw the hockey mask into the water and it kind of sinks down, and rolls and the, body the, and the body and the body. I thought that was yeah, a little bit and, of the remake and, too. Yeah, and the opening yep. title cut with Brent is is the 2009 almost spot on remake. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It even has the, the, the how we got, how we got that shot was really cool, but yeah, it was it reminded us enough of 2009. We're like, well, this movie's full of Easter eggs, so let that let this be an Easter egg for here, definitely. And Bandage Jason. I love Bandage Jason. That look is so great. It's all Brent there. It's all Brent. Well, Riley, we'll did you talk about how on, on Ken? Eight uh, minutes? On, ten on, minutes? Like about ten minutes, yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen minutes? Nice. Thirteen, thirteen is when the credits hit, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Riley, did you talk about how, how on my wall, I don't know if you guys noticed, I don't know if you noticed the, the green little gardening tool that kills my brother in part four is on the wall when I'm looking at it. Did you yeah, guys see that? Yeah, oh, so yeah. it's a little gardening tool that kills that Robin four. Gardening rake. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. There's also a Tommy tape from the, the game. The Tommy tape from there. the game. Yeah. 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 There's also in one scene, uh, the part four um, Zaxxon head that Tommy was playing with the computer with. It's in the corner, though. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to go back and watch this one again, too. 
I wasn't even thinking about Easter eggs again. I was just watching this shit. That's what I mean. Right off the... And miss a few. (laughs) Rip it. Just It's immersive. It gets you right into the story. The behind it on the the with the whole fucking they're clearing those dope and the the whole ride on the ambulance okay okay you know he's gonna come up you know he's about to (laughs) and then he fucking comes through the windshield or the the side window at the chair i was like all right all right Pomar must be up. Let's watch this. Shit. <laughs> D- tell me, tell me the ambulance scene doesn't remind you of Halloween Four. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then R- Riley is in the window scene. Is, can't you see the girl's hand holding the glass? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when when Brent uh, punches out the window and grabs Courtney, yeah, there's somebody yeah. straight up like you holding fake glass in, in the window. So not only can you see her hands, but you can actually see where the glass ends. Yeah, that's right. You you look right outside. So, yeah, I mean, it happens so fast. (laughs) Well enough with the edit that you can't really notice unless you, like, are really. I think you did just right with it. There's so many mistakes, honestly. Like, if you really, man, that's just a start. Like, there's so many mistakes that we can catch on. Yeah, if but you uh, really but, to deepen, like, go dig dig into it. There's a lot. If, but for all yeah. the mistakes you guys say, you guys are mentioning that you guys know that are, that are in this film, it was still a really good job. Like, it was still a really, really good job. <laughs> to the point of where, it's pro- in, a, in a weird way, it may be a good thing that. I just you want to make mistakes it, now it. with your first film because you learned so much versus, you know, say you did it perfect and you're not going to, you may not learn anything from that. Like, okay, I could just do the same shit over and over for this film, same formula or whatever. And I'm sure you learn a lot. So when you do your next horror film. Hey, bro, real quick, I'm out of here. Look. <laughs> See this? I'm going to go eat. I'll talk to you guys later. You enjoy, enjoy dude. Take care, man. Thank you, yeah, man. <laughs> Good talking to you. Big up, Pete. There it goes again. I told you guys. The Spanish people come on here. Yeah, I was, I, was, mm-hmm. I was. Yeah, that's the, the atmosphere you created and then using the sound as well to help carry and build tension or have the, the certain change of scenes to with that sharp sound to the moon cut and all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of little things that I'm like, Nice, nice, well done. Yup, yup, yup. And by the end of it, I'm smiling and I'm like, yup, okay, this was dope. <laughs> this was dope. There's a there's a lot of shit in the movie I would give flack for. You know, I wish I could I would shoot it completely differently now. I would get a lot more movement. Uh you know, we it's because of time and mm-hmm. just lack of money where you just kinda like, all right, put it on a tripod, shoot it. Switch angle, shoot it. Um, I would want to have a lot more steady cam work and rail work, and um, but whatever. Yeah, it's just kind of like restraints you, you have, limitations you have with budget. The one thing I am extremely proud of with the movie is the sound. Like the dialogue, ninety nine percent of the time sounds really clean. It's yep. one of the hardest parts to do with an independent film, and the foley is the foley is pretty damn good. And, and like, yeah, I edited all of that, but having Peter and Nick there to just be super tedious and eat away at every little sound effect that's why the movie's watchable despite 
uh, you know, the limitations we had, it, the sound is is pretty damn good. Yeah. See, and that's inspiring, though, for people that want to create film, create a movie, create a short, is hearing that and just seeing how not only how much you've learned from it, but just how much you can point out from the mistakes with your with this film. Like, you could just point it out and just again apply it to the next thing and keep going at it like this this didn't make you quit like say you you can say you messed up a shit ton of stuff on this film and that could you know what i mean this could have been your make or break it's like like you know what fuck it i'm done and you didn't let that do that which again i'm glad you didn't because this was a good movie how's it going there's What's there's up, ken, ken slade right there <clears throat> sheriff kagan himself hey awesome <laughs> i wish we could have you on you drop me your email, I'll send you a link right now. <laughs> if you're free, if you can. But I appreciate you. Well, and obviously, um, right right after filming Fall of Camp Blood, you know, Peter Anthony got us on for Roseblood. So both Riley and I, you know, we definitely took that opportunity to go out there. And like you said, you know, we took everything we took everything we had learned. And even so, we, we kind of adapted it to Roseblood. But in a sense, Riley and I got out there and we started doing stuff we'd never done mm -hmm. before. So we were just learning new stuff. Uh, he started like pulling focus and everything on the camera, which he knew about, but he'd never really done it before. Myself, I was, you know, I was running the slate. I was trying to do effects. I was, I was doing absolutely everything I could. It's just a helpful person, just happy to be working on an independent film, let alone Friday the Thirteenth, and let alone with these guys. But uh, there wasn't, there wouldn't be anything I wouldn't do for these guys. You know, if we ever did film or anything like that again, you know, I'm, I'm 100% down to, to do anything. That's for awesome. Them. It gave me such a great opportunity, man. I'll never forget it. That's awesome. So, so I got a question for Brent. Um, you were saying earlier that you're uh, you're a Jason cosplayer. So, one, how long have you been cosplaying as Jason, and what's your favorite look? And two, like watching this film, it was like watching Ted White on TV. Like again, like you had the similar movements, the look. I mean, it was like it was great to see. So, how long have you been performing as Jason, and and what do you do to get into the role? Well, um, let's see. Okay, it's good questions. Uh, I started, I think, my first cosplay of Jason Voorhees was in uh, Halloween of 2006. And it was just a costume I kind of put together. It wasn't based off any movie or whatever. But then for the next 10 or so years, I was just dressing up as Jason on Halloween mm. until I eventually just uh, got into haunted housework. And then my costuming really started taking off from there, really. Um, but uh, it when they asked me to do the role, I was just so psyched. I've been watching these movies. I, I have like this really awesome attention to detail um, to where I can just see something and just note. And I have control over my body to where I'm just able to pull it off. Like, you know, cause I never went to acting school, but I've loved this character for so long. And I got to play him at my haunted house and everything to where I just went with what I felt was right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember driving out to Illinois the first time to film, I was actually listening to the soundtrack of, the final chapter, like the whole drive there. It's very weird driving music, but it was completely getting me into the mental state of where I needed to be to like get into character and play this Ted White Jason, who I've like absolutely loved ever since I first saw that movie when I was like, you know, nine years old or whatever. See, and to me, that makes plenty of sense just to like get you in that mindset of, especially playing a character like that. And yeah, it's like, listen, I'm, I'm Jason. I'm J I might as well listen to the final chapter. I'm going to listen to that the whole way there. And, hey, you did a great job, Jason. You did, it. You did a great job as Jason. Thank you, man. 
yeah, I'm, I'm glad people took to it because I, I was really just kind of going with what I knew. Next time, Ken, next time, definitely get you on here for, that mean? for an interview. <laughs> what the hell does that Peter mean? You said that Brett saved my life on below zero. Zero. True story. <laughs> True story. We were filming the first day I filmed was January 3rd. Oh. And uh, uh, Peter was out there. We have, I mean, the scenes when they're outside the house, when he's in a t shirt holding a machete, bleeding. Uh, he, he had nothing on and it was Midwest winters are brutal, you know, very, it's humid and windy and there's just no fun. So he was out there doing his, sh his shots, but then he'd go off camera and he still just have to stand out there. And I could see in his eyes that he was not having a good time guy from New York. So I went over there, I put my stocking cap on his head when he was off camera, I put my stocking cap on his head and I would just start rubbing the big guy's arms down. <laughs> like it was like the second day I knew him, but I'm just like, dude, this is bullshit and I know it's bullshit, but and this guy's just standing out here with nothing. So I'm going to do what I can because I'm not doing anything, you know, just trying to contribute. Jason giving a helping hand. That's, that's, that's nice. That's beautiful. <laughs> if it. Jason can do it, people, you can do it. If Jason can be nice, you can be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that shit did suck though. It was horrible. <laughs> I had gloves on. I, you know, I, I was able to, Keep wearing gloves and have a sweatshirt on the whole time, and it was <laughs> yeah, it was miserable out there. He's man. over here bragging. I had a winter coat on, boots, drinking some coffee, <laughs> sitting by the fire. But it was well, I mean, He's I was over here looking like a. I was still running the camera, so I was still, you know, I was out there. But yeah, it was it was cold. It was really cold. <sighs> and then the next time we're in the bar, yeah, and it started snowing. Cold. Yeah, it was snowing right. the whole time. It was snowing. It was snowing the whole time we were there. <laughs> if it was not winter, it was like 110 degrees out there. <laughs> Frame throwing the ice off the glass. Nice. Now that's funny. Using oh, yeah. a torch like he's at the drive strip to keep the scene right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we had to keep the at least a good six feet of the, the barn door. We had to keep snow free just so you, you wouldn't be able to see it. So that's yeah, you had to take a flamethrower to it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, never would have guessed that. Never would have guessed Me that. Me either. Me either. Yeah, you can see the breath pretty bad at the end. And actually, if you if you look when when Peter first walks into the barn, he is caked in sweat. It's like 110 degrees out when we did that shot. Then the very next shot, it's five degrees out. Damn. And he's freezing. So, Damn. yeah. That one's for you, Riley. Honored to have played the sheriff. They would, hey, man, we're honored to have you, Ken, because that, that was another one that just worked out really well. Uh, it's, I couldn't imagine having like one of my high school buddies play the sheriff. <laughs> oh, even better. Even better. Yeah. So, yeah, was so, it, dude, hey, want to be in my movie? Yeah, type of deal? Or no, well, with Ken, Ken auditioned for 13 Fanboy. So, I think we, be Peter knew him from that. And then he was like, "Hey, if you have a role, uh, Ken could do it." And he and he was perfect. He's and he, I think I mean he's got a, like a bit of a military background. Uh, to this day, I think he's still running security. So he's he's got the the stern, tough guy to him. So he was perfect for it. That's awesome. See, I like hearing stuff like that. And Ken, again, doors open, man. When you're free, because uh, we're doing a lot more stuff with Indy from for a while, hopefully. So, I actually have something to say about Ken. Uh oh. Uh, he is my whole. I was actually 
at a convention to meet uh, Derek Mears, 2009 Jason. And Ken Slate was either in front or behind me, but we were right next to each other in line. And, you know, we just started talking as you do at conventions. And he says, hey, the, the guys who are making, I actually got a role. I knew his name from Vengeance. And he says, I actually got a role in this movie, Fall of Camp Blood. And those guys are actually here. They're at a booth over here. So I was like, okay, I'll be sure to go check them out. And then uh, after I got into costume that day, I went to talk to Riley. And that's how we met. Is, uh, is I was in my Jason costume, and I went up to talk to him about the mask that we were using for film, that they were using for filming. And they, yeah, they just remembered me. They're like, oh, this guy, he, he looks good dressed as Jason. You know, I've got, I have a good height to me and everything. And it was, it was a chance on their part to just give me a call after one meeting at a convention. But uh, Ken Slate pointed me in that direction. Definitely. That's awesome. That's awesome. And That's I loved getting to work with him in Rose Blood and everything too. So Ken saved the entire movie. There you go, Ken. <laughs> if we didn't find Brent, I actually don't know what we would have done. We were in a really tough spot there. Uh, to find someone as perfect as Brent was a fluke, but finding someone in general was hard enough. Uh, so yeah, that would have been a, this would have been a completely different story if we didn't find Brent. That's so cool, though, to wear. Just how that happened, and of all places, because you guys know how I talk about conventions, at a freaking convention, like, people go to these conventions, and conventions, you need to start coming back in droves, especially in upstate New York. Scarecon, I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, because you, guys are, you guys are in upstate? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm me and Chris are in Albany, and you're in Rome, New York, right? I'm in Rome, which is like central New York. Okay, yeah. I was actually I was, I was born in upstate New York, uh, up by Lake Champlain, a place called Plattsburgh, outside of a base okay. or whatever. Okay. So, yep. But I was I was definitely born there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not the it's not the most exciting. It, ha it has its moments depending on where. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so Brent, how do you not like uh, geek out on set? Because you you know you've been cosplaying as this character, uh, you know you have a lot of passion, love for him. How do you compose that, though? I know we talked about getting in the mental state, but how do you compose that that geekdom of uh, if you can at all? I mean, I don't know. Dude, I was not containing it, not a single <laughs> bit. Um, the only time I probably was containing it was on camera. But if I had that hockey mask on, I was grinning ear to ear. You know, I was having a good flipping time, and I just I could not believe it and the same thing going and working on if you've ever seen the roseblood behind the scenes stuff if you ever see me i am just having the time of my life completely geeking but it i mean the, i guess the easy answer to that is i was wearing a mask and that's how i was able to contain it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah me, me and sturdy met up this weekend we did that the, that little intro we did a couple shorts or whatnot we did a few other shots and stuff like that and bro it's for it just instantly you put that shit on and you the camera goes and I'm right into just in Jason. I'm like Jason. And then all of a sudden we get done to review it and I'm smiling and then I'm watching it later and I'm like, that was fucking way too much fun. <laughs> that was way too it much was. fucking fun, man. That felt yeah. way too good. Yeah, we just because no, we we're on another show called uh, Popcorn and Pines that we do with a couple other friends. <clears throat> and I was like, I was like, instead of doing the intro, you know, I was like, let's just make an intro. Let's just make an intro for it. And we did that, and we just did a couple of horror things, and it was all just freestyle. We didn't write anything out because one, we would have probably forgot it and left it at home. <laughs> I say that because we went to the track this Sunday, right? He would have. He brought his camera and stuff, 
but he forgot his memory card in his computer. I brought, I halfway brought my GoPro, but I left it in my truck when I took my car to race it at the track. So, yeah, we would, we would, if we would have wrote a script, we would have forgot the script. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but just doing that kind of Again, stuff is so fun. You can't let that stop you. Pulled out my goddamn oh, phone, no. put it in exactly. pro mode, exactly, and walked around the racetrack and got all the shit I need. Yep, and that goes to everybody out there that wants to be some sort of creator. You, you always have your phone on you. You always have your phone on you. So when you're talking about I want to do it, stop scrolling on TikTok and make a TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Well, the TikTok part, not the movie part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TikToks but, aren't easy either. All right. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> well, maybe not, there, it's easy to do something for two or three seconds. It's maybe not easy to get all the views you want. Yeah. It's true. But you got to do it. You got to be in it to win it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot my script, damn rookies. <laughs> Imagine that shit. Oh man! All right, guys, fuck it. We're ad living in the whole movie today. Forgot the we script. gotta get the shots. <laughs> Did you Pull even write a script? Shift, start drawing scene by scene, a small storyboard. Did you man, even we, write we, a script? Uh... Oh, I was supposed to write it. It was your idea. This whole movie. Oh shit! There's there's plenty of times you got to make it up as you go. Yeah, uh, I mean, absolutely. we even did that with. With Bailey's death scene, we did that. We knew we had to kill him, but we didn't, we couldn't do it the original plan, the way it is in the script. So we made the whole thing up as we went. And that kind of kind of works. <laughs> Sometimes it works. Yeah. Sometimes. Not all times. Not all the time. Was now this was your first movie too, Brent? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I, I went back for Roseblood and I went back for Vengeance too. But uh, yeah, this was. Yeah, I, I do haunted housework, not film work or anything. So it was, it was totally different, but I was willing to give it a try and I was willing to learn. If, okay, I got a question for both of you. As far as next horror movie, if you could, what, what horror movie would you want to do? Not, not as far as a, a fan film type, but say just a subgenre like slasher, paranormal, etc. What would you want to do? I would. Um... I mean, so I'll actually tell you, in terms of my filmmaking style, like, slasher's a long ways away from it. Uh, like, I love slasher movies. They're my favorite movie to watch, but mm-hmm. making them, like, I would much rather sit in more, like, a suspense thriller type of movie. I think it fits my style a lot okay. more. Uh, so something... I also... I really, really, really want to bring back the teen slasher genre somehow. Like, I want to do something like that. I want to do a, like, kind of cheesy 90s whodunit horror movie, uh, but... Have I don't know some sort of modern take on it? I don't know what that is yet, but I'm working on a short right now. Uh, it's called Time Marches On, but it's, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I mean, it's got a jump scare, it's got a scare in it, but it's not. It's not really specifically a horror movie, um, but that's more suspense as well. Well, I'm, I'm gonna let you know right now. We when you want to talk about that film, talk about that short, and all that good stuff. We have another show called Popcorn and Pines, so it's non-horror, so it'll fit right on over there. Just just throw that out there. We'll make it happen. <laughs> it's affording to make that movie now is where I'm stuck at. But because I have a, I have a baby on the way that's going to be here in a month, so I'm like, Ooh. damn, I have Ooh, no money. <laughs> now, before I say congratulations, are you? I'll say that with like a question mark. 
guys take the whole having a baby thing different than women do. It's like I'm having a kid. Like, Congratulations! No, I said I'm having a kid. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm very excited. I'm just very. No, you didn't hear me. Kids. I'm selling the race car. I'm selling the camper. <laughs> I'm selling the motorcycle. I said I'm having a goddamn kid. What she? What she? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> she's oh, she's the race car, the motorcycle, the <laughs> Oh shit. But no, seriously though, man, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. What about but Brent, same question to you about uh what subgenre would you want to do or would you slasher again or uh, I'm all about slasher. I'm all about gore effects. You know, my Instagram handle and what a lot of people have met me as is gore galore, so I am I'm all about that life, definitely. However, <laughs> I would love to work on a western. I think that would be so freaking cool. Um, okay. Just, I mean, and it, it, I think it would be a little less work because of the fact of, uh, you know, no gore effects or anything. You know, it's easy to just do like a cap top or something like that for a gunshot. But I think that would be like the funnest thing to do makeup and just to work on a Western in the setting and create something and then see the final product because I, I don't know, it's, it's a genre I'm a big fan of. That's interesting. That's interesting. That that's that's part of the cool thing about me movies to me, like being able to recreate another time and put yourself in that. You know what I mean? So I think it's super dope. Yeah, absolutely. Peter's saying a, a Western horror film. He's in. <laughs> hey, awesome. I'm in too. I'd watch definitely watch it, whatever. Ken same here as far as the Western parts. It's kind of Jonah Hex. Jonah no, Hex? Not really. What was he That's fighting? Kind of what what, what is that was, movie with uh, Russell Crowe? I didn't see it. Um, with Russell Crowe. With Russell. Yeah, there's a Western movie that just came out with Russell Crowe. It's actually, it's actually. I'm gonna have to look for it. Oh, I think Riley or Brent froze. Sorry, it happens. <clears throat> That's interesting, though. Yeah, it is. That I wasn't expecting that that answer. I was expecting another another horror, either slasher or just something in, else in general in the horror thing. I wasn't thinking just something completely out of the field. That's that's an interesting answer. Mm -hmm. But a Western horror, I think you guys not, not the po not the Pope's Exorcist. Is that what he's thinking of? Maybe Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys. <laughs> no, that was um, Daniel Craig, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a good movie, though. Cowboys and Aliens? Yep. It's been a while. Oh, there he what? goes. I just put him backstage to see if it comes back. Oscar, I can see on my side. He's still frozen. <laughs> and pretty intense. Well, I can uh, what is that? share another story in the meantime about yes. how everything sure. just goes wrong all the time. Um this is what Peter was that. talking about a little bit. We got to set first day of shooting. We, we moved up shooting uh, to account for an actress. So we had to like rush order all the equipment. And we it was the day of shooting where everything officially came in or the day before shooting everything came in and the camera came in broken. You know, like a brand new $10,000 camera came in broken. Uh, the yeah. sensor was broken. So we had to... I, I didn't know what to do. It's like, man, we have to start tomorrow. There's people that have traveled all across the country to be here. We have to start tomorrow. 
Um, so our producer, Sean Lutzis, I reached out to him and I was like, man, would you be willing to, to clutch up and help us get another camera here? And he, man, with no hesitation, was just like, yeah, no problem. It's on the way. It'll be there tomorrow. It's like unbelievable. Nice. He's, he saved us from, from the get go, man. Cause uh, we didn't know, we didn't know him then only Peter knew him. And like, like Peter said, I was, you know, I was 20, 20, 22 years old at the time. Uh, and yeah, to ask somebody to be like, "Hey, here's here's a lump sum of money to get you another camera and save your tail," and never ask for anything in return ever. I mean, he's just unbelievable. The things he'll do That's for awesome. his friends, and uh, like I said, he took a chance on us. And now I'm I'm glad that I can actually call him a friend because uh, now we actually know each other. But then I was just a stranger, and he was doing that really just for Peter. So he's as good as they come. I mean, true blue. See, I like that. I like hearing stuff That's like awesome. that because they did that, gave, took a chance on you, gave you an, a dope opportunity, and you guys definitely knocked it out the park, in my opinion, for that, for one. And I can't wait to see what you guys do next. I really can't. Thank that you. resonates yeah, with I'm, us because that's literally how, like, we operate or whatnot. You know what I mean? There's been many a time Sturdy's fucking – I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm waiting on getting this. I got to do this. And he's like, yo, you get that yet? And then he's like, here it is. Like – what the fuck? All right, bro, I got you. Let me know if you need something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's super dope that you can have that type of camaraderie, but the also understanding behind, mm -hmm. like, I get what you're going through. I get you need this. I get, you know, the process. So let's just make it happen type shit. You know what I mean? It's dope. See, I'm the type of person, I'm like, if I have it, and if, especially if I have extra, and it's someone that I'm cool with and I trust, and I know that they're trying to do something and something that they believe in, why not give a hand? Why not help? Like I, I don't like when people just put their hands in the pockets and they can help and just kind of well, kind of tell you what you should do, but they're not doing anything to help you. Yeah, well, you should have just like, oh, shut up, man. You're not get the fuck out the way. I'll figure it out myself. Type of deal. Like, yeah. I'm and, and especially if it's like the type of thing. It's like I'm not using this right now or anymore. Here, use it. Go ahead. Yeah. And not for not to look for anything back. It's just this to me is the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do and. Eventually, it does come back to you one way or another in life. So, right, help people out if you can. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you have to always give. It doesn't always have to be financially, but if it can be, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, even now, I still try to donate to as many of these fan films as I can because it's like I I was there. I know what it's like to, mm -hmm. to just want a little help to try to make something you want to do and make something you love. So, yeah, give where you can. Yeah, I try to too. I always try to at least get a Blu-ray from the, <clears throat> from the fan films. I always try to get a Blu-ray, which I do have this one actually, right here. Fall of Camp Blood. Nice. Yeah, this was this was really dope. Did you change? Is that a different case, or is that just your key that was making a different color? <laughs> it's my key because I have a blue screen up right now. Yeah, instead gotcha. of the green. Tell you what, now I just I realize it'll look great in a black case, so I just need to work on getting those. <laughs> I got a bunch of red cases. But red, black, yeah, that would look dope. Yeah, red really pops. They, the problem is, if you try to buy those now in bulk, it's always the 4K labeled ones. I'm like, well, it's not 4K, so let's not lie to people now, guys. Yeah, <laughs> just slash it out, just slash out the 4K. I mean, you, just, you probably just saw it off, you know, sand it down. <laughs> Easy peasy. Nice little, nice little machete wipe will fix it. <laughs> Jason knows how to fix it. Just get a little sticker put over top. Machete sticker. Or put it put it on the, the cover art. This is not for it. Yeah. 
This is the the case is 4K. That's it. <laughs> this was okay, printed in what? 4K. <laughs> oh man. Do you guys have any other hmm. questions for Brent and Riley? Well, I know Riley said earlier that I think your first movie was Friday the 13th Part 7. was your first experience? That I can remember, yeah. So, Brent, uh, what is your first uh, Friday film that you can remember? And- uh, man, you know, I, it might have been, believe it or not, Jason Goes to Hell. Wow. Uh, 92, I would have been, like, what, like eight years old? And it was, you know, it was it was advertised heavily in '92, and it was, you know, it was the movie to see definitely when it came out. And as soon as it was available to rent, because we rented videos like all the damn time. Mm-hmm. As soon as it was available, we rented that thing and checked it out. And uh, yeah, that was that was my first, and it was definitely weird. Definitely. Oh, you know what? You know what? That's wrong. I totally, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. Part five was the first one I saw. Oh. It wasn't the, I mean, you, so part nine was my first experience with Jason Voorhees, but the whole hockey mask and slasher genre of movie was part five. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Part five is, that was, that made me love it. I mean, part because it was just, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just fine. Like it was just my introduction to the hockey mask and just the way they do those slasher movies. It was probably my first slasher movie that I ever really watched through too. Wow. That's so. awesome. I was gonna say with part five, you technically in the dream sequence with Tommy or whatever is date whatever the hell he's doing, you get Jason. <laughs> that wasn't really Yeah, and I remember as a kid, I'm just like, What is that about? Who is that guy? You know, and then he put the hockey mask on. I'm like, oh, he's that guy. I, I don't know. But then it was much later. I saw part nine, I'm like, okay what's going on here? And then scream came out. I'm like, I got to watch all of these, figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. That's, Oh man. <laughs> what was the first horror movie? This is a round the round the room question. The first horror movie you remember that scared you. Child's play. Child's play. Nice. <laughs> I thought I want to fucking answer that part three, but part, Friday 13th, part three, I got back to my room. Friday 13th part three was the first one I saw on HBO in my parents' fucking basement with fucking goddamn um, Richard Brooker with his goddamn traps hanging out of his fucking neck like that. <laughs> yeah, son. I wanted to jump on for that. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's funny that we always just, like, you get all these guys that are into weightlifting are so obsessed with his traps, and yet they're fake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But, such you know a shame. Like, when you are a kid, you didn't know. You know? I know. But he is yeah. shredded, though. Like, he broke her with shredded. Yeah, he was a gymnast in Europe. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. He's, they he just gave like him the hunchback stuff. And he, he, I think he worked on a circus, too, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, he was yeah. jacked. The picture of actually with him with, like, he's got the prosthetics on, but he's shirtless underneath, and he's just got, like, eight-pack abs. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. You ever see the one where he's he's in the full, like, Nosferatu Stan Winston where he's smoking the pipe? Yeah. Yeah. I love that one, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. good. But, okay, Peter, since you're here, first movie horror movie you remember that scared you as a kid? Man. I don't – yeah, I wish I could remember, remember. But when I go back to remembering what scared me. I think it was Poltergeist. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, look, don't look at the light, Carol Ann, and all that shit. That that whole series one and two is so overlooked. I mean, that that is phenomenal filmmaking. 
especially for the time, the effects they did. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah you're talking, I mean, you're talking Toby Hooper and Steven Spielberg. I mean, yeah, it's quite the combo. And they were talking about Riley, you know about this better than me. Like the effects were, what was it called blue plate or whatever? They would shoot something on a plate and then shoot it on something the wall and then put that over it. Like literally take the film and put it over it, right? Yeah, it was like ba- how yeah. they, basically how they handled keying back in the day, where you're just shooting on uh, three different plates of color and then putting yeah. them together and it'll eliminate some things. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Mm. What's up, Giovanni? What's good, Giovanni? Nonstop laughing. That's good. <laughs> Um, for me, it was, which I find the shit hilarious now, but it was Creep Show Part 2 with a hitchhiker. Thanks for the ride, lady. Oh, that <laughs> shit used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, back then, kids' imaginations with that used to scare the hell out of me. And now it's like one of my favorite ones. I was like, I gotta have to go back and watch this. Actually, Part yeah. 2 is my favorite out of all of them. Me too. It's most people's favorite. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then that that's one right there. Oh. And the oil slick, man. The oil slick was fucking great. Yeah. But it yeah. pissed me off that they left the fucking car running and the music playing all goddamn night. <laughs> door open. Yeah. That was disrespectful. I would have been sitting in the car. I would have sold the car. I'd be like, yeah, you guys are going to swim in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Best memories on set was getting face-to-face with Peter Anthony and being able to live afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Riley did a great job of that scene, the way he shoots it when I stand up, the way it looks looks like I'm looking down on Ken. Ken does a great job of selling like fear right there. That was a great scene. We basically treated Peter like the villain when we'd shoot him with anyone that wasn't Jason. Great and analogy. We'd, we'd always just shoot up at him to give him this powerful presence. Yeah, because you did the same with Ivy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like that. It works. It worked. It definitely worked. What's yeah. everyone else's movies though that scared him? Whoever didn't uh, get the uh, answer. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, my dad started me on like the old school fucking um, Dragon Wolfman and all that shit. And I like those. Universal. And I've seen like, yeah, the Universal shit. And then like 13 Ghosts. <clears throat> but the first ones that like really, really <clears throat> scared me that I remember having nightmares about was always Freddy and fucking Chucky, man. <laughs> and my, so I got a Chucky story. I've told this before on Sturdy's podcast, but. So one of the first times that I watched fucking Child's Play, my aunt came over and she thought it would be a great idea to bring me a fucking toy, right? Like, oh, hey, I'm being auntie. It was a My Buddy doll. Any of you guys remember My Buddy doll? Yeah, yeah. 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 And I was about the same size as that little motherfucker. Okay? (laughs) He was, I was... Oh, man. Eye to eye with Chucky as I just left the room watching Chucky running. Oh, he's breaking up too now. Coming up staring at me with freckles and blue eyes and fucking over. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that motherfucker, I swear there has been many a nights where I heard Freddy's laugh and Chucky's pitter-patter throughout my house running across. <laughs> Yo, we had we had windows, right, that were separated pretty wide on the, the living room, and our bedroom was the next room over, and it was pretty, it was all open in between, no doors. So we're laying on the bunk bed and coming through the moonlight and shit like that, and my mom had these certain curtains up. 
it was the goddamn scene from what nightmare four Oh, church with the stained glass and shit. Bad dream. I would wake up and just stare into the blackness between. He's not here. He's not here. He's not here. He's not here. He's little feet and hope that that fucking Chucky dog didn't get up. I was still in the corner and they weren't gonna fucking gang up on me. Mm-hmm. From under mm-hmm. the like. <clears throat> Want to play? <laughs> like, yeah! <laughs> nice Anytime someone's been asking about the gender of my my baby, I've been sending that gif of Freddy. It's a boy gif from Dream Child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. You, have, you almost have to. You almost have to. <clears throat> my buddy dolls were the reason Child's Play scared the shit out of me when I was little because I was I was five. I was I was very little as well. And my brother had those. And I just remember watching this movie with my family. And then all of a sudden, this doll is like alive and walking around. And I was just like, nope, nope, nope. I would be running from my bedroom to the living room, peeking around the corner. I somehow caught the most terrifying parts. So I would run away just completely mortified. That's always the best, though. Like, looking back, like... I had taken, and then fucking, it started playing games with me because every time I would have to go down to the basement, I would think he was gonna just. I was like, ah, I'm not going down there, hopping. Which he does. <laughs> and then jumping the last few steps, and then running across, <clears throat> turning on all the lights as fast as I can. It's fucking great. Oh man, that's the one thing I miss about. Until I was like 17 and I was going to move out the house and I was like. Oh, that's one thing I miss about being a kid, though, is, is that silly fear. And for whatever reason, you think them blankets are going to keep you safe. <laughs> like hiding under the blanket. That, that don't do nothing. That's not no force field. Your parents were lying. Your parents are lying. If they say at the force field, the monsters can't get in because somehow my mother's belt always managed to get under that damn blanket. <laughs> so therefore, that, there was no damn force field. <clears throat> and that was the problem with uh, New Nightmare. And from under the blankets, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, fuck, what do you do? Oh, yeah, he was, his entrance was underneath the sheets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so what are you supposed to do? Um, you know what I mean? You, that's the one place you go for safety. <laughs> nope, that's where he is. You, you're dinosaur and doing shit. Yeah. Hey, that's not true. Rex was up. a hero. <laughs> 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 that scene, the best, uh, the new nightmare. My favorite scene is when he's on the fucking wall. When Freddy's climbing on the wall in the hospital, yeah. that was fucking mm. awesome. It's more. Let's play skin the cat. <laughs> I uh, I was never really afraid of the child movies way, when I was a kid. I watched them really young, right. um, but I had just just like I do back there, a, a Chucky doll, like basically a full size one. Um, and my dad took a walkie-talkie and put it inside of the doll. And dude, I was like, I was like, four, I was like four years old, man, and he he was fucking with me so bad. So dude, yeah, that's awesome. that was pretty rough for a little bit. There. If, if you know his, if, me for life, I, I still have him. He doesn't scare me back there. If you know his dad, it's even funnier because he's like a prank yeah. that you know. That's his hilarious. Dad, we we were shooting Fall of Camp Blood. 
and I'm digging the ditch, right? Being a fat fucking disaster. His fucking dad, uh, I said, hey, I, I want to, like, when the camera comes over to me for Riley, I'm like, I want to spit a big goober out, look like, you know, old man spitting with the thing. <laughs> so I, I asked his dad for some dip, which I hope your mom's not watching Riley because I don't think he was supposed to have dip. But, um, and he gave, <laughs> he gave me some dip and I put it in my lip and I did it the right way and everything. But I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't drink coffee. I'm not used to like caffeine or nicotine or nothing. So we did a whole bunch of takes. Dude, by the end of that, when you see me digging and looking up, by the end of that, the room was spinning so fucking bad. Mm. I drove home and puked on the side of the road on the way home. And his dad <laughs> seen me sweating. He was laughing his ass off at me that I was all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's good times. Oh, that's hilarious. What about you, uh, Deadpool, for the movie? Um, I'd say probably Cujo. I was seven years old when it came oh, out. Yeah. And I had just gotten attacked by a dog at, at my dad's oh, friend's shit. house. So seeing that movie... Just brought back a lot of uh, horrific flashbacks. Not like I, I don't love dogs. I look at it now. I'm like, that's one of the greatest movies I've seen as far as horror, yeah. Stephen King. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I'd say definitely Cujo. Just for simple fact of being attacked by a dog and seeing that on screen play out was like terrifying as a seven-year-old. <laughs> That'd be terrifying as a grown-ass man. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> we all got some apparently right now We're... <laughs> i think a, I, man for movies that actually like scared me as a kid uh there are a couple of members i have to stand out there i remember watching the tcm remake it, like right when it came out so i've been like seven um i remember the the little like found footage thing they do where it's a cop going down in the basement and Leatherface yeah. comes out. I thought that was real for the longest time. Like for the longest time. Now I actually like understand, you know, that that whole movie's bullshit, but uh, you know, Ed Gein and his <laughs> that real story. Uh I remember that one always messing with me and I show all my friends probably curse them too. Uh and then I remember mirrors being like it would stick with me. Every time I go pee or something, I'd be checking the mirrors cuz there's that scene where uh What's her face? She's like pretty popular. She rips her jaw open. You ever seen that movie? Man, that that's pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen it. That's a knockoff of Poltergeist. In Poltergeist, the guy starts ripping his face off in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember that? Yeah. What the the TCM what tortured me, Riley, was seeing Jessica Beale's ass and tits and being able not to touch them. That's what really fucking got to me, dude. I was a little bit, <laughs> little bit younger than you, and I saw that movie. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Fucked me up, dude. Like Aaron, fucking, like the first when we watched. So we're around the same age. So you watch like Star Wars, right? And you're like, oh, it's, you know, you you're not really into it on on a that kind of grown up level. And then Empire Strikes Back. Then you watch Return of the Jedi. I was like 15 or so, and you see Princess Leia in that outfit with Jabba, and you're like, oh, what's up, Leia? What's going on, dude? Like Leia was my first crush. I think she was up there. We either her or the Pink Power. It was one of them. One of them girls on one of these shows or movies we watched back in the day as kids. It was probably yeah. from could even been from a damn horror movie. <laughs> but Leia, Leia went from like wearing all garbs to like you know a bikini in yeah. the fucking that one. So it was like yes, different. Did. You didn't even know. Yes, she definitely did. Like, oh yeah. shit! <laughs> she changed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let me get Jabba's a bite of one of those cinnamon buns, Leia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
I, I got to go uh, try to work out and then shower and go on set. Great luck with that, man. Uh, knock it out the park. And break a leg, buddy. Break a leg. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one, man. Thanks for having me. Peace. Thanks for coming on. What a night. What a night. From the hungry Cuban to the full Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, nice. but be that, that, the acting Cuban soon. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody go check out Peter Anthony and all his stuff. Though. He's awesome. He's awesome. <clears throat> but I guess we can get this kind of wrapped up, though, gentlemen. Um, Any last words? Any more questions? Comments, concerns. Okay, you guys hit on all of them. Dad will have some great yeah. questions for sure. Sturdy, you brought it out tonight, but man, Sunday was inspiring for me. <laughs> Sunday brought that energy out because I was, I was like, this whole weekend was just from Saturday. Me and you chilled. Sunday we chilled, and then it's just like now with the podcast stuff. It's had a good weekend. Had a fun time. Kind of brought back that energy again more energy i should say good and doing this and doing this indie stuff like because we've been doing fan films for the past couple of weeks it's just been bringing a different kind of energy than anything else that's why i'm going to try to continue so if you have some horror stuff please please bring it to us for us to watch review have you guys on if you want to be on and all that because again it's just it brings a different energy than doing like the hollywood movies all the time it brings yeah. a way different energy a you see the passion in the fan film. No matter how good or how bad they are, at least see the passion. Like they went out and they did it because they wanted to, because they're fans of this. Or it's fan slash indie. I don't want to just say fan slash indie films versus the Hollywood. Just like, yo, here's a fat chunk of money. We're going to keep most of it, even though you guys are the talent. We're going to keep the majority of it. But go do your thing. Yeah. Here's another ghost movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's been five years. Let's roll the dice, see where it lands. Are we bringing back Pinhead? Are we bringing back Michael? Are we doing another Conjuring? Fuck it, let's go with La Llorona. Like, <laughs> well, now it's The Exorcist, right? I mean, The Exorcist yeah. coming back. Yep, yep, yep. Which I'm going to watch him. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to watch all that shit. And I'm probably going to enjoy some of it if it's done right. But you watch the trailer already? No, I don't, watch, I don't do trailers. I, yeah. I, I stopped doing those like a year ago just because they give Smart. away way too much. And I just, and we, like, we even Smart. used to review, like, when we were doing movie reviews, the next movie that came up, we used to review those trailers on both the shows. But then after a while, we just stopped because trailers show way too much. And it's like, I want to go into yeah. this movie blind and be surprised. Yep. Yeah, but I don't blame you. Actually, Barbarian was the one that made me stop because I didn't even know about this movie coming out. I heard about it on social media, just people saying, you need to go see Barbarian, basically. Nobody was even spoiling it. And I seen it was playing around so me around us, so me and the wife went to go see it. And after that, like even even in theaters, when trailers when a horror trailer comes on, I'll just look down. I'll just be on my phone that whole time. If it's a horror trailer, <laughs> trailer I don't care. But a horror trailer, I'm like, I, I can't see this. I gotta I gotta see this. And you know, when the movie comes out, I gotta see. It. I don't want to. Don't ruin it. I did the same thing with Barbarian. Never saw a single thing. Never read a synopsis and just showed up. And yeah, it's that movie is a way better experience if you have no idea what's gonna happen. I agree. I agree. And I and I just since nice. that I was like I'm just going to apply it to everything now cuz why not? And I enjoy I mean either way I'm going to love it or hate it, but it's like right. why not? Besides Cocaine Bear, I had to see that trailer. 
That's different. But I do want to thank you guys so much for coming on. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. I have all their links in the description. People, go ahead and check out their amazing content. If you haven't seen this film, go watch it. Tell your friends, family, enemies, your coworkers. Tell everybody you know about it. Send people the link. Spam them, all that good shit. Tell them to watch it. because this, this was dope. This was dope. And uh, I can't wait to see more of what these gentlemen do. <laughs> I really no. can't wait to see more. Look at that. He has his masks up, his mask count up. Nine and a half masks. <laughs> Nine and a half masks. Nine and a half masks. But thank you guys again for coming on. Please go follow them. Please go follow Dadpool. Go follow Peter Anthony. Follow Burstand Gamer. Go to HorrorSurf30.com. Again, all of our links are in the description. Thank you guys for watching and listening and commenting and all that good stuff. Giovanni, I greatly appreciate it. You guys have a great night. I'll see you in your nightmares. Peace.